What is up? What is happening? Welcome back to episode 142 of Skates at the Stakes. I'm your host, AJ DeVito, and we're coming to you guys right after the heartbreaking loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Patrick Waugh had his first few games, first three games as the New York Islanders head coach. 1-2-0. It's looked a lot better, at least, but the results aren't there. I'm Tonight's loss hurt a lot. They played... I don't, I don't even know how to say if they played well or not because it's a total power play off. I guess you could say we had what was it six power plays, seven power plays in the five minute major because Brendan Gallagher is a scumbag. That was one of the most disgusting plays I've seen. He's gonna get suspended for six games at least, and I'm just praying for Adam Pellick right now. I feel pretty awful. I'm not gonna lie. Seeing him, he just got back. He's been through so many injuries the last few years, and now. He went off, he's definitely concussed, and it's just not fair to him. That was such a dirty, scummy play for no reason at all. That really pisses me off, and I really hope that someone goes after Gallagher uh, when we play him in April. I don't care. I don't care how important that game is. you got to stand up for Pelk. you got to take out Gallagher, fight him, do whatever, man. It's just pathetic that that had to happen to Adam Pelk And Pierre Engvall, his first game back after being air quotes injured, for, and missed four games, and he has two horrific turnovers that lead up to goals and end up in the back of our net. He's just been atrocious this year. He has one point, which was one goal in his last 18 games, 17 games now, something like that. And we have this guy signed for another six more years. Buckle in. Boys, Ryan, you're right next to me. How are you doing? After, how are you feeling after that? Incredible loss to the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, hey guys, welcome back to the first real podcast of the Patrick Wire. Very happy to be on with you guys tonight. I'm over with AJ at his house, um, so I'm very excited to be recording this one. Um, you know, talking about the past couple games, it's been a mixed bag for sure. You can definitely see the impact of Patrick Wire and what he's doing to this team. Uh, they're playing much more of a possession style of hockey. They're out shooting their opponents. And they look pretty good most of the time. It's just the mistakes from the Lambert era ling- lingering over. I'm still optimistic. I think this week, you know, it was uh, one win against a cup contender in the Dallas Stars on Sunday. Uh, they were coming off a back to back, but that was a really good win for this team. And then they lost to the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, in a game where they pretty much got goalied. And then tonight, Sam Montembeau was absolutely insane for the Canadians. I thought he was really good. I think he put up like 40, 43 saves to like three goals allowed, which it's it's not good enough. You have to beat a team like the Canadians who have AHLers in the lineup, and you have to beat a pretty depleted Vegas team if you want to make the playoffs. But the rest of the Metro keeps doing us some favors, keeps us in the race, keeps us leading the pack kind of. Um, and we just have to hope for better results after the All-Star break. We got one more game coming up against the Florida Panthers, which we'll preview a bit, and then we'll talk about the trade deadline. But without further ado, Jake, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to publicly shame myself for saying that Pierre Engvall would ever hit 50 points. He might even hit 50 points in the duration of his contract. He's a loser. Um, single-handedly, I mean, not single-handedly, but obviously lost us the game at the end there. Um once we came back, I know we had eight power plays. That was a big part of coming back. But good on the top dogs for, you know, kind of coming back for us there. And then we just gave it right away. And he was awful tonight. There was a lot of guys that just haven't been good at all. 
uh, we'll get into. But yeah, deflating loss. You know, the the process is better. I thought they played awesome in the Vegas game. Higher shot total they've gotten all year. And I thought today in spurts they played pretty well. I mean, it's the same thing over and over. The turnovers are just awful, and it's costing them. Um, so I'm happy with the coach. I'm happy with the direction we're going, but the results still pretty much the same. This is the most deflating loss since I'm going to go with the Nashville game probably. But yeah, this Nashville, one, absolutely. I feel like this one stings more. Um, maybe San Jose. You can't. Jersey. It's just, man, this one really hurts for some reason. I mean, I guess because the Pelican agreed too, but they played fine. They played well enough. It Just got to get results here. We're doing this playoff hockey talk, which I, which I love from Patrick Waugh, but the guys aren't showing up. The depth guys are not showing up whatsoever right now. Hudson Fashing, he did score in the Dallas game has been very useless. I know he's not a second-line player, but he took an awful penalty today to um, start the game. I believe it was two minutes into the game. He just flipped it right over, and we were down one nothing just like that. He puck over the last penalty. Um, you know, Gautier. Eh, I mean, he has the speed, but doesn't finish. We all knew this coming into the contract. Um, Holmstrom's been fine. I still like Holmstrom's game. Maybe that's a little bit of me being biased there, but he's young. He is, you know, playing the right way, at least. I know he's not producing that much. He had an assist against the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't think he had a point against Dallas. I could be wrong about that, but he's been okay. I've been fine with his game. I've been fine with Pajot's game. I thought he's been good. Engvall, disgustingly disappointed with everything. I know that in a year or two, his $3 million contract will basically look like a $1.5 million contract with the way the cap's going to go up, but he's not a top sixer, and he's not playing like a top nine player right now. It's just embarrassing. If he's in that lineup Saturday, good heavens. Uh, Paul Mary had a better night, but he hasn't been doing that great either. He hasn't been scoring. He's gone dry. Nelson's gone kind of dry. I know he's starting to pick it up a little bit, but we need more out of him. Just got to say thank God for Bo Horvat. He's been everything that we asked for and more. He's probably been our all-around best player this year. I know we've been saying Noah Dobson a lot, and Barzal obviously has taken that next step to hopefully being a point-per-game player. But Bo Horvat, both sides of the ice, I know on the penalty kill hasn't been great, but he's just a 200-foot player, plays the right way, doesn't make too many mistakes whereas Dobson recently has been making some mistakes, which is fine. Dobson gets the pass. If you're going to be a point-per-game defenseman, you could have the turnovers that occasionally end up in the back of the net. You could let those slide every now and then, but Horvat, man, he's just he's just been great for us. I'm so thankful for him, but we need other guys to step up. Yeah, we're starting to look like a real hockey team again. That's one good thing about this week. I mean, as AJ mentioned a little bit ago, Wah did come in talking a big game about playoff hockey, and he's been saying all the right things at the press conference, which I appreciate. I think that it's going kind of from Lambert, who towards the end there sounded a bit like a clown. Uh, well, a big-time clown. I don't think there's any denying of that. 
um, to having someone who's pretty composed and well-spoken at the pressers. I wouldn't be surprised if he's ripping into the team right now, but it is a philosophical change. The team used to be a team under Lambert and Trotz that was very comfortable playing without the puck. This year they weren't, um, which is bad because if you don't have the puck and you're getting scored on, and when you're, you have the puck, you're not optimizing your opportunities, things are going to go bad. And this week the Islanders have had the possession of the puck. They've been changing the way they've played with a couple bad actors, as we mentioned, Engvall tonight. Godier all week, um, fashing for the most part, besides a little brief stretch of Sunday's game against Dallas. It's been a lot of guys coming up as bad actors and, um, you know, kind of deflating the system. There is a lot to like. I mean, they scored more expected, or not, it's, I can't say scored expected goals with a straight face, but they've generated more expected goals this in these past three games than they have all the month of January combined. Tonight, they generated seven expected goals against Montreal. That hasn't happened pretty much the entire Lambert era against, like, unless you're talking about a game like the Sharks or the Ducks. Like, they came out in the first week of Patty Raw, and they're generating a lot more offense than they did previously. Uh, Barzal looks great. He looks like a $9 million player. I'm loving his game. Noah looks like a $10 million player. It's awesome, but he was doing that before. Horvat looks good. They They need the bounces, but they also need a better, you know, kind of, goal-scoring touch at this point, and that's what's really frustrating because we have guys like Palmieri, who got a goal against Montreal tonight, but he should have had two or three. Nelson, who's kind of gone cold for goals. Lee's gone absolutely ice cold for goals. Um, Engvall isn't even a goal threat. So it's really just Bars and Horvat and, you know, kind of hoping that Dauber can make something happen with the rest of the team. Uh, Paggio's been pretty good since, um, you know, under Patty Raw, but... It's, it's interesting, and from the goaltenders, it was Varley's first game back. He had a difficult first period, but he was pretty lights out. I think that if they can pull a win off against the Panthers in the next one and finish this little week, that was pretty tough on paper, 2-2, two and two. Um, and they can go on a run in February, which is what I'm feeling for this group right now. But, uh, Jake, any, any kind of takeaways on the first week of Wah here? Yeah, I mean, kind of like what I was saying before, the process has been good. The You know, I think the Dallas game, they're, you know, didn't really get a practice on them, but I thought they looked, you know, better. Um, happy to get the two points there. Vegas, I thought, again, was an awesome game. Unfortunate that they couldn't get two points in that one. But, again, highest, you know, they were in the their O zone a lot more than they usually are under Lambert, and they're not in their D zone as much. Um, they've gotten 40 shots in back-to-back games. Um they had their first practice under him yesterday, so they've only really had one full practice. Um, so, you know, it's going to take time, but, you know, the press conferences have been really refreshing to hear. They're getting a lot more coverage, obviously. Um, as you see, Elliot Friedman tweeted his first Islander press conference, probably of his life, Just kind of crazy. Obviously, it was a big day for Patty Waugh. Um, but, you know, I do think we'll be in a good spot eventually and that he'll get this he's i think he's a really good coach you know he's gonna learn as he goes and hopefully the team performs better as he goes but you know this is tough i mean that you can't i mean it's not he can't fix guys having turnovers guys have to start playing better go ta you can talk about his speed all day long he doesn't use it all the time he uses it in spurts and when he's not using it he's just kind of out there not doing anything so you know he's not making a difference engvall's fucking awful Fashing has, you know, you know, not been great. I'm not saying he's been like horrible, but he it's just not the same Hudson fashion as last season. 
And it's just the big dogs playing. It's the same guys performing all the time. And shout out to them. They're getting paid to do that. But the other guys who are getting paid need to step up. Um, you know, Aho and Bolduke weren't great. Um, I kind of saw that coming. Don't know why Mike Rowley was scratched. I thought he was great against Vegas. Um, but now with the Pelican injury, uh, you know, probably no one will be scratched. Uh, they'll probably all be in there. Uh, Grant Hunton will be back tomorrow, probably. Um, you know, Mayfield, you know, I still think he's playing hurt, but, you know, hasn't been hasn't been good. I think that's fair to say. Um, obviously, Dobson Romanov have been awesome, but some of these guys need to step up, um, That regardless of who the coach is. I mean, you got to – I'm not blaming Patrick Law at all, but it is also on coaching to cut the turnovers out in a sense, which – Wah said they're going to fix and they're going to work on. I'm not worried about that. It's just so frustrating seeing two games now where idiot New York Islander forwards are just carelessly throwing the puck up the board. Or not up the boards, excuse me. Just throwing the puck up the ice. Turning the puck over late in the game and it costs us points. Uh, with Matt Morton being the first against Nashville. It's frustrating. I'm very deflated right now, but... It's been it's been good. I do like Patty Wah, but I do want to get to the I want to get over the honeymoon honey excuse me I want to get over the honeymoon phase of like oh my god we have Patrick Wah as a coach I just want to start winning hockey games that's all I really want to do right now it's awesome we have one of the greatest players of all time as our coach it's great to see all the coverage we're getting I just want to win fucking hockey games I don't really care about anything else we got to start winning if we're making playoffs. Every game matters at this point, and we're just dropping games left and right. Not because of Patty Waugh, not blaming him, not blaming the top guys. Guys just gotta, we, they just gotta find a way to win hockey games again. And it'll come. I'm not worried. The All Star break will be very nice for them. Waugh can maybe get to know some of the guys a little bit better, get to know the coaching staff better, get to really put a hand on this team, make an imprint. But till then, we got Saturday's game. And hopefully we win that. Uh, Florida's a good team this year. I don't think they're unbeatable, but you got to beat good teams if you're going to even consider making the playoffs. The Metro's been bad. The Flyers have fallen off. The Devils aren't good. The Rangers are the one seed in the Metro or even in the... uh, Is it just the Metro or still the Eastern Conference? If they are, even though I know that it's not a one, one through eight, but regardless... The Rangers still aren't that good. Carolina's playing better, but the Metro's wide open for us. Not saying we're going to get the one seed, but if we start playing like we could and we're supposed to, I guess you could say about every team in the league, but if we start playing like we're supposed to and start winning hockey games and playing, you know, just cleaner hockey, uh, we could easily find ourselves in the two or three spot. I don't think we're that far out of it, but we just keep on constantly shooting ourselves in the foot. Yeah, and I mean, I understand your point on Patrick Raw. Like, he's saying the right things. Change management's hard. I mean, if you're trying to get a whole organization of 23 people to adapt a new kind of style of playing, there are going to be some bad actors. I think that the immediate impact is pretty positive, but I do agree. You know, a lot of this stuff is going to have to translate in a very short period of time, and I don't know if he's going to be able to turn it around this quickly i think lane kind of let a lot of bad habits slide and uh, i'll even blame myself for this like we kind of just accepted like oh this is who they are they're assholes everything but they've got to turn this around they've got you've got to either cut out the bad actors i think 
you can make the ferry to Bridgeport very, very busy in the next few weeks if you want. There's the Matt Martin and Clutterbuck looking worse and worse by the game. There's also, you know, guys like Pierre Engvall who need a kick in the bud, and I don't think anyone will claim six years of Pierre Engvall off waivers. Um, even though, you know, I think Engvall's going to put it together, I'm not going to be as down as him as everyone else. He's been playing like shit, and he needs to knock it off. Um, he can be He can be quiet. He can be quiet and bad. He's just being loud and bad right now, and that's that's a real problem. Um, you know, if you keep going down the roster, like, Godier could use a trip to Bridgeport. Walslav could use a trip to Bridgeport. Like, there's guys that you can get up and down, and I think, you know, I would trust Wa to be a little more trusting to, or I trust him more with Ishakov, I trust him more with Dufour than I would Lane Lambert. So, you know, I think you could see some call-ups next month. I'm excited to see Ryan Pulak back. We haven't seen Ryan Pulak coached by a real coach in... You know, 18 months now. Uh, so, you know, maybe he's been able to get some more offensively out of Pulak when he's on his way back. Pelic might miss the next two weeks, but one week of that's All-Star break, so we take that. Uh, hopefully the team's able to get healthy and refocus for the month of February. Yeah, uh, Ryan Pulak. Very excited to see him hopefully start skating soon. We'll see about that. This team could really use him right now. And we'll see it with the deadline coming up. Are we done talking about the last few games? I think I'm kind of good to go to the next part of the podcast. It's going to be a shorter yeah. one tonight. I mean, what, uh, else, what else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, you it know. sucks. They, you know, yeah. they're playing better. We'll see how it turns around after the All-Star break start, and I guess Saturday. But not too down just on the team, but just deflated after that loss. I think it's a good way to put it. And we are having some technical issues tonight. My laptop's acting up, so this will be a shorter episode. I do apologize. Yeah, I mean, we have some other stuff to kind of go into. We're not going to go game by game. We gave you the general vibe. We still all believe in the group, I think, and I think February could be a big month for this team. Um, AJ, this is on you, but do you want to go into trade deadline stuff? Or? Uh, yeah, we could We could maybe not go as in, you know, in deep as we wanted to, but we can quickly go over a few guys. If this team is going to be buyers of the deadline, which we still don't know what they're going to do yet, it could be interesting. We were all feeling pretty high today talking about in our group chat, like, oh, what guys are even out there? Um, if you guys want to pull up some names, and then you guys can break down who you want to talk about directly, because I'm going to go right now and pick two guys from Ottawa, uh, Jacob Chikrin and Vladimir Tarasenko. If this team wants to try to win this year and be contenders, because the East is open, it's doable. It's not easy, but it is doable. You have a good team. You need Sorokin to get some rest and become Elias Sorokin again. If the defense could, you know, play defense, that'd be a great uh, great way to start. But I think adding Jacob Chikrin obviously would be a good add. It would cost a lot, but you have the pieces, potentially. You could look at a guy, and I do not want to trade this guy because he's been awesome this year, but Alexander Romanov, I'm a big Romanov guy. But you could use him. He would be very valuable in a trade to the Ottawa Senators. Um, I would assume at least, right? He's been incredible this year. His analytics are great. He's a good defenseman. And Chikrin doesn't want to be in Ottawa. He's made it pretty clear, apparently, that he's not willing to really stay there long term. The, the honeymoon phase uh, is kind of over. He's not really feeling the city as he originally thought he would. And they should probably trade him now because he has a year and a half left on his contract. And he's behind. He's playing on the right side, and he's a left-hand defenseman because he's not getting 
minutes because of Jake Sanderson and Thomas Chabot. So, right now, I wouldn't want to really get rid of Romanov, but if you want to try to make that move to get to the next level, maybe that's the one you look at. You could look at Chikrin, maybe try to get Tarasenko in a deal too, who's on an expiring deal. If Pellet's out long-term, we have more cap to play with, but I'm not saying like the exact deal would be Romanov or Chikrin, maybe Romanov a first, Walsham for Chikrin, and uh, depth player, maybe you figure a way to get Tarasenko in there. I don't, Walsham doesn't have much value anymore, but I think Chikrin could be the guy putting him alongside Dobson as your one pair would be nasty. You'd have two elite, elite defensemen, even though Chikrin... We don't know what Chikrin, how good Chikrin will be here and if he'll want to stay here. He also has a no-movement clause, so that is the one guy I'm going to throw out for the Islanders to look to acquire for buyers. Yeah, and he was the big-name move last deadline that wasn't Horvat. Um, he's an interesting player. Ottawa swung for the fences, didn't hit. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I think that's something where you consider trading Romanov in lieu of a first-round pick or with a first-round pick for a big package. My kind of Picks off the board are guys that you can take on without um, without throwing out a first-round pick. Um, I think Andre Kuzmenko on the Canucks is an interesting player. He was really hot last year. Um, you know, as a guy, he's all right looking, but he was really hot on the <laughs> ice last year. Uh, but he's like, you know, I think him and Horvat might have some chemistry and some familiarity. And like all Canucks players, if they pass the Horvat smell test, it's fine to get them. Uh, you know, other names on the board, Sean Walker on Philly might might take a little bit, but if we need a stopgap defenseman who plays like non-asshole, he's very much non-asshole. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Anthony Duclair's a name. I This trade deadline is very not sexy, but if we're looking for a trade deadline to not spend our first-round pick and make some general roster improvements, this will be the one. Jake, any names on your end, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I like Sean Walker. If they do want to acquire a D-man, that's probably one of the guys that won't cost you a lot if Philly's going to get rid of him. Um, you know, Sean Monaghan could be available, but his value is probably high right now. I saw a tweet about that the other day, and then he scored two goals. So um, there's that. It's just You're right. There's, we talked about this a few weeks ago where um, the Athletic put out an awful trade deadline list, and it's just it's going to be very underwhelming trade deadline but you know i think you can improve this roster without giving up a first or giving up Romano. chicken's a very interesting name uh we've been talking about chicken on this podcast for a few years now because he's consistently available and unhappy where he is um so you know i don't know if we'd be in that conversation i'd, I'd like tarasenko um i don't think that'll cost a lot he's having a solid year but he's getting up there in age so i don't think it costs you a first round pick Duclair would be good. Um, I don't think they get him. He's been consistently available, and I don't – I mean, we obviously don't know if who's been interested, but I just don't think we'd go for Anthony Duclair. Um, there's certainly other scores out there who can help on that third line, but, you know, now they need a second-line winger. Engvall is not, not – they, they might have to break up the perfection line. Because it's it's not perfect anymore. It's it's quite bad. So they got to replace they got to replace Gautier. It might not be Zach Parisi because you know we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so they might need a second line winger. They might need a third line winger. They might need, they might need a defenseman improvement. The coach is great. I mean, th- this was you know maybe a little too late, but these things take time. So I'm not blaming Lou for that in any aspect. Um, 
the coach is great, but it's clear this roster needs some, you know, reinforcements, whether that's someone from within. You know, you could put Ishikov in the second line. Maybe that gets better results. Um, but, um, yeah, we need a trade for sure. I mean, Lane probably should have been fired after the Sharks game. I'm not saying everything happens overnight, but it took a little bit too long for my That's liking, probably still. when he reached out, maybe. But I, I don't know. You let, you let Lane Lambert coach his team for way too long still. Regardless, I'm not going to bash on Lou too much here, except for that Engvall contract right now, because, boy, does that stink. Um, hopefully Engvall can turn it around this year, and we cannot crap on him. Anders needs to be a bit better, too. I know he avoided the uh, the chopping slender before, but uh, he's been pretty bad. Uh, but Zach Parise, that's a guy we could really use right now, and it's very unfortunate because it looks like he's going to the Colorado Avalanche, according to Michael Russo of The Athletic. I believe he's still there. Uh, one of the big Minnesota Wild journalists and probably the most reliable guy coming from around there. So it looks like he's going to be a Colorado Avalanche, which is very unfortunate. Uh, because he did say it was Islanders or bust. Am I going to be upset at him? No, I'm always going to like Zach. Maybe we'll make a few jokes about it, but it's good for him. If he's going to Colorado, he's going to be, you know, on a cup contender team, probably the favorites to win the cup right now. And I will root for them if we're not in the playoffs or, you know, we don't see him in the Stanley Cup finals, but good for Zach. I, but we could really use him right now with how bad our depth is playing. Yeah, no, I agree. I miss Zach badly. Um, we'll see. I, I don't trust Russo's report. It's, it's from listening to the podcast, like, segment clip. It seemed pretty off the cuff. It, it seems like, you know, Prezema said, I'm signing with the contender. And he just spitballed the Avalanche or Bruins, and he said the Islanders are probably out of it. And then he said the Islanders, like, we're not a contender, which is fair to say at this point. However, you know, it's just interesting, like, it sounded like a lot more vague than the tweets made it sound. I wouldn't be surprised if Prize's here after the deadline uh, or the All-Star break. I'd probably put it at like a 20% chance at this point and say Colorado and Boston are going to take up the remaining pieces of the pie. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, do we have anything else we want to hit on? I know we hit the Prize point, but due to technical difficulties, we're going to have to call this podcast short. Yep, sounds good. So we'll wrap it there. You can follow AJ on Twitter at Devito Hockey. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ramar, and you can follow Jake on Twitter at Prime Jakey. Uh, we have an All Star Game weekend episode that we're gonna do. It's gonna be an absolute uh, kind of you know round the league catch up. We're very excited to give you guys this one. This is our annual probably skates and Heimer type podcast where we go the distance and go for a long way. So hope you guys don't mind the short episode. Uh, we love the support we've been getting on the pod. A lot of you guys have been shouting us out on Twitter. We really appreciate it and thank you for listening. Give us five stars on Apple and Spotify if you can. Follow the pod at Skates and Steaks. And we'll keep you guys up to date with all Islanders content. And thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Peace.